The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew from the 13th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. The Gospel reading this morning is taken from the book of St. Matthew, chapter 13, verses 24 through 30 and verses 36 through 43. And they can be found in the Pew Bible on page 1518. Matthew 13. Jesus told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed seed in his field. But while everyone was sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and then went away. When the wheat sprouted and formed heads, the weeds also appeared. Now the owner's servants came to him and said, Sir, didn't you sow good seed in your field? Where then did the weeds come from? An enemy did this, he replied. The servants asked him, Do you want us to go and pull them up? No, he answered, because while you are pulling the weeds, you may uproot the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest, and at that time I will tell the harvesters, first, collect the weeds and tie them in bundles to be burned, then gather the wheat and bring it into the barn. Then he left the crowd and went into the house. His disciples came to him and said, explain to us the parable of the weeds in the field. And he answered, The one who sowed the good seed is the Son of Man. The field is the world. And the good seed stands for the people of the kingdom. The weeds are the people of the evil one. And the enemy who sows them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the harvesters are angels. As the weeds are pulled up and burned in the fire, so it will be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send out his angels, and they will weed out of his kingdom everything that causes sin and all who do evil. They will throw them into the blazing furnace where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. Whoever has ears, let them hear. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you please pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. And I would add to this, Abba Father, please take these unclean lips of mine and help me get out of your way that you may do the gospel to those that hear it, even through a 
poor, cracked up vessel like the one that is speaking now in Jesus' name I pray, amen. In the name of Jesus, because we know that nothing good comes from any other source, amen? Amen. To read a little bit of the scripture one more time, the parable starting with Matthew 13 verses 40 and 41, as the weeds are pulled up and burned in the fire, so it will be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send out his angels and they will weed out his kingdom, everything that causes sin and all who dwell, all who do evil in it. I have, uh, I got weeds in my garden. And uh, I made sure that uh, I planted my garden in good soil, yet I've got weeds. And as you probably know, one of the biggest enemies of a garden, well, it's weeds. They rob the soil of nutrients that help plants to grow, and many times they will indeed choke out good plants. So what can you do? What do you do? Well, you can take a hoe and you can chop down the weeds, but if you're not careful, you will probably chop down some of the good plants accidentally. In another way to get rid of weeds is to buy some weed killer. You know the stuff. It, uh, well I can verify it really kills weeds. I could verify this too, that the biggest problem with weed killer is that it does not know the difference between a tumbleweed or a tomato plant. And it kills everything that it touches. Sometimes it is uh, best to leave the weeds alone. Ask me how I know that. Experience. Sometimes it's best to leave the weeds alone until it is time to harvest the crop. Why? Because then you can separate the weeds. They have identified themselves, and you can pull them from the good plants. One time, as we heard this morning, Jesus told a parable, a story, that compared the world to a garden that was infested with weeds. Now, sometimes... In our fleshly state, and for those that are watching, when I do this, this is flesh. Flesh. In our fleshly state, we may look as this as a story, a parable about weeds in our church. And this ought not be. We'll get back to that in a little bit. There are people in the world that we may observe and think they don't really belong. They do things that are not very loving. And they don't seem to believe 
the way you believe or I believe. They don't believe what the Bible teaches. They sometimes say hateful things. Well, I just kind of channeled my Southern Baptist hateful things. But you know what I'm saying. There are, you don't have to look very far to hear hateful things being uttered. Maybe even from your own lips. Guilty. Right here is charged. Hateful things about other people, and they may try to hurt them. They are like weeds in the garden. Those words that come out of our mouths, that others' mouths, that, that, that tear down, that don't give life, but that bring death. Those are like weeds. Those people that do that are like weeds. We have to be very careful about trying to remove those people. That's what Jesus says. In his parable, Jesus said that we shouldn't worry about pulling up the weeds that grow around us. If we do, if we do attempt our own works, we may do more harm than good. And he suggests this, that we leave the weeds for God to take care of. And that we concentrate on doing what he wants us to do, what he wants you to do, what he wants me to do, which is, well, producing good fruit. Producing fruit that you've been designed to produce. No effort on your part, but through the Spirit and through your faith and through your walk, you can't help but produce good fruit. And whenever you see someone in the world that you don't think should be there, before you grab your hoe or your weed killer, remember the advice of Jesus, and that is this, just leave it up to God to separate the weeds from the good plants. If we try to make matters and take matters into our own hands, we will probably... I'll even go so far as most likely, definitely, do more harm than good. And so we ought to pray, dear Father, help us to love one another and leave the matter of judgment into your hands. And we ought to pray that in Jesus' name. In order for this parable or any other piece of Scripture in the Holy Bible, we need to know who the audience is or was. We need to know the context of it. We need to read before that verse, maybe all the way back into, if it's a gospel verse like today, into the Old Testament. In fact, Jesus points to the book of Daniel at one point, and we'll get into that as well, Daniel 12. But we need to know the context. Why? Because I'll tell you what, and I'm guilty as charged, there's a saying out there, and it ain't scripture, but boy, does it pack a punch, and it's that. I can do all things. I can do all things through scripture taken out of context. And I see it. I see it. Let's not do that. 
Let's think about this. Let's pull it apart. Let's take time in prayer and supplication. Let's take time in Bible study. So let's get to it. In this parable, the man who sowed is Jesus. That's a pretty simple deal. Number two, the good seed, the good seed that was sowed are the sons of the kingdom. And his field, what is his field? Just got done saying it. Is his field the church? Well, sure like to, to think it is because then I'll pull some weeds right here. Right? No. No, he's talking about bigger things. He's talking about the world. Who is the enemy? Who is the villain in this story? Well, it's Satan, right? It's de the devil. And the weeds. The weeds are the sons of the evil one. Those are, those are the ones that their father is the devil. Ones who don't believe. There's a part in here that begs the question, and, and you already know the answer because I told you. But the Holy Spirit is going to talk to your heart throughout this and through prayer. Shall we pull the weeds when it's asked by the servants? Hey, Lord, you want us to you know, help you out there? I know you're busy. Should we pull those weeds? More on that later. The harvest. What is the harvest? Well, that's a reference to the end of the age. That's the end of the age. And who are the reapers? Well, it says so in the scripture, and Jesus explains it in the latter part of our reading this morning. The reapers are the angels. And we find out that it's, it's astounding what happens to those that don't believe. It's astounding what happens to the weeds, and that is they are burned in a furnace of fire. The wicked will be destroyed. The wheat in the barn is righteous, and it will shine like the sun, and that's the reference from Daniel 12. So the farm workers, the farm workers are, they're us. You're a farm worker. You are a ambassador, a bass ambassador, careful. You are the king's kid. When you walk out these doors, you are a child of the living God. You've been given power to be called that and to be named that by what Christ did on that cross for you. Christ and him crucified, that's what we preach. Nothing more and nothing less. It's not Christ and him crucified plus my attendance or my good deeds or the fact that I don't do this or that. No, it's Christ and him crucified. You are an ambassador but oftentimes, we can slip in as farm workers and say, shall we pull out this evil? And shall we extract justice? And we are accusatory of God the Father, and we might cry out, why are you allowing this? God, if you are a good God, why are you allowing such evil to take place? I can see it 
And I can see it on reputable news sources like Facebook. <laughs> and I see memes, and they got to be true because they're on the internet. Why are you doing that? I'll tell you what, Lord, I'm going to help you out, we want to say. I'm going to knock this guy down in social media. Or worse, I might take justice into my own hands and go out into the streets. We might ask him, if you are a good God, where are you? And when are you going to do something about it? And we, he, we see the servants asking the same question of the owner who has sowed the seed. And his answer is perfect. His answer is, an enemy has done this. And that ought to be enough. For the children of God know that the enemy is Satan and the problem and the bad weeds that have been sown from bad seed are sin. And if we're honest, we know that at one time we were enemies of God as well. And that once we were weeds, and were it not for what Christ did, and were it not for our holy baptism, you wouldn't be able to tell, and sometimes you still can't, but we'd look just like a weed that looks just like wheat. And flesh and blood can't tell the difference. Oftentimes only God can do that. So what shall we do? Shall we whack them? I got a hoe, I got weed killer. But that's being overzealous. And that's taking out of God's hand what is rightfully his to do. Vengeance is mine, he says. So the answer from the sower is this. He says, let it be. He says, allow it. Oh, I don't like the way this list is going, really? Yeah. He says, allow it. He says, forgive. He says, let it go forward. Let it go forward. And there's a good reason for this. And what it requires us to do is to humble ourselves and to realize who we are compared to God. Not who you think you are, but who, who are you really compared to God the Father? And he asks this question, how do we separate the weeds from the wheat? How does the one in sin pull out the weeds and the sinners? How do, I'm a sinner. I'm not a fruit inspector. You've heard me say that. Well, I can inspect fruit, but it doesn't mean I'm any good at it. I can look at somebody else and I can come to a snap judgment and say, whoa. And we have examples of that in the Bible as well. The publican who's in the temple and he's speaking out loud. He goes, Lord, thank you. I'm about to paraphrase, but he says, thank you for making me, me. I tithe. I do all these sacrificial things. And then he really says, and thank you for not making me like that guy. 
And Jesus, to his hearers at that point, he says, now listen, that guy looked up. Actually, he couldn't look up. He was so humbled that he looked down and he said, forgive me, a miserable sinner. And Jesus asked, who walked away justified that day? I can't judge. I can't do it the way that it needs to be, and neither can you. The parable shows us that the angels will come, and they will separate the goats from the sheep upon Christ's return. And if that's not soon enough for you, if you're thinking that, tough. Because that's his plan. And yet, in our hope to hold on to things in this world, this, this, we want to slice a heaven on this earth, this, this utopia, you know, this, well, for us, South Orange County, California, it's getting ruined. I long for the days when it used to be like that. We want to hold on to that and keep it that way, but there is no earth that is comparable to heaven. And we need to let it go. And we need to be about what God created us to be. And that is his children. And that is his children that love God and love their neighbor. Now I'm not saying that well, we need to allow uh, breaking of the law. That's why we have police. We don't allow bad behavior. I'm saying that you need to put your trust in the Lord, but lock your door. But I, I think the point of all of this is, the, is that you need to allow God to be God. And you need to be quiet and to be still and allow him to take care of the wheat and the weed. At this church, as I said, we continue. We continue on in a, in a mission of his along and in flow of his will when we continue to proclaim Christ and him crucified. We do not, in our proclamations on Sundays, have 12 steps to being a better person or 12 steps to a better prayer life. No, we preach the proper distinction between law and gospel. We preach Christ and him crucified. We remain in the word so that we're able to give an answer to any who ask, where is our hope? Who is our hope? And we point to that cross where Christ was pinned for you and for me. We point to the font where we, at one time, where word and water and faith came upon that little person and that we were given the gift of the Holy Spirit and we were dead in a death like Christ when we went under the water and we were raised in a resurrection like Christ as we came up and we are forever clothed in Christ. We are sealed by the Spirit and marked by the cross. And that helps to make sense. That's everything when 
we see weeds and ask the question, why are there weeds? It gives us comfort when we ask, why is there chaos? It, it gives us the ability to accept and to have peace when Jesus tells us through this, terrible, this parable that the reason that things are so terrible outside is because an enemy did this. He doesn't need our help. One last thing I want to leave you with in this parable we hear the term gnashing of teeth. Gnashing of teeth. Do you remember hearing that? What does that mean? Is it sorrow? Is it anguish? What is gnashing of teeth? Well, here it is. Gnashing is actually the sound of hissing and fury and over-the-top anger of the wicked at God and at those who believe. That is hissing fury and over-the-top anger directed towards you and me and God. We're in good company. That is, those that have had gnashing of teeth directed at them, we are in good company. In David in the Psalms, there are several examples of people gnashing their teeth at him, hissing at him, wanting him to just die. They tried to take his life. In Lamentations chapter 2, verse 16, we do hear the actual words of hissing and gnashing of teeth. In Job chapter 16, verses 9 through 10, God gnashing his teeth at Job. And Stephen, in the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 7, Stephen, and this explains an awful lot, Acts 7, verses 54 and further, when they heard these things, they were cut to the heart these are the ones that didn't believe. These are weeds. When they heard these things, they were cut to the heart and they gnashed at him with their teeth. But he, Stephen, being full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And he said, look, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. And then they cried out with a loud voice. They stopped their ears and ran at him with one accord. All together they ran at him and they cast him out of the city and they stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at the feet of the young man named Saul, later to be named Paul. And they stoned Stephen as he was calling on God, saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. That's what 
the weeds will do. And you'll notice Saul, a young man, Pharisee of Pharisees, Paul, everybody would have thought he was a weed. He was a weed. But by the power of God, he became Paul the Apostle, the one abnormally born, the one who has more writings represented in the Holy Bible than anyone else. He was once a weed. God turned him into wheat. My point there is only God knows the difference between the weed and the wheat. Please pray with me. Heavenly Father, forgive us when we think we know your ways and what you want for us to do. Forgive us and help us not to help you to pull weeds. Give us comfort knowing that you are in control. We ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen.